what in the world did you do to my mic? It's on. Barely. Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller. Davis Rangy. Producer Matthew. Bryson. Tennessee taking on UConn tonight. Thompson Bowling Arena. 8 o'clock. Can Kelly get one over on Gino? We'll see. If you're, if you're going to sh- beat them, this is your time now because uh, Paige Beckers is out for the year. Their second-best player, that Azzy Fudd girl, is also out. So if this is your opportunity to get them, it's now. She's 0-3 against her career against Gino, And, yeah, <clears throat> they definitely throw stuff at you during the games that you're not expecting that you prep for. So Gino definitely has one up his sleeves when it comes to Tennessee. And, you know, it's now or never for her. You know, and it's so weird because – this game didn't get played for such a long time. This was the game when I was growing up in women's basketball. You know, this is still when Pat Summit was head coach, and people were actually interested in the Lady Balls. Not like it is now, where there's not much interest going around, and it's just kind of there. What do you think attendance will be tonight? Packed house. I think, so too. think it'll be a sellout. It might be a sellout. It very well might be. When they came up here during the COVID year, they gave me tickets, and I went with my mom, and it was about – I mean, I guess it's full for a COVID. What was it, like a quarter of the stadium was loud or half? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty pitiful environment. But Did they pump in crowd noise like they did at the football games that year? I honestly don't even remember. I don't think so, though. I never will forget that Missouri game. It was the first home game of the COVID year, yep. Yep. and I was in social shock. The entire time I was there. I was staring at the scoreboard while they were doing I was like, what is going on? Is it, I thought it was like someone dropped a mic or something. Like, it's uh, just a technical difficulty. Just pumped in crowd noise. It was terrible. It's not needed. I wonder – there's no way we still do that. No. Definitely not. I mean, the loudest I've ever heard it was Oklahoma or this year in Alabama when they came back on the field with about, what, two minutes to go, we had just scored tied up. Tied up. Yeah. Neither the Oklahoma or that, and I can tell you, there was no way there was any pumped-in crowd noise. They're playing Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares, but that doesn't count. <laughs> that, that, that was probably one of the most exciting moments right there when they played the Meek Mill. I mean, the whole stadium was went insane. insane. I mean, I think the loudest – that I don't know if the, it was the loudest of that game, but one of the loudest moments was when Alabama missed the field goal, and because well, when we made the field goal, yeah, when we made the well, field goal. Yeah. That was peak. But I'm saying one of the loudest ones was when they missed it. We didn't know. We and Davis didn't know if they missed it or made it because we couldn't it's a see. Bad angle. Yeah, we couldn't see from an angle. Yeah. So we didn't know if it was Alabama fans cheering or we were cheering or what was going on. Just second, the stadium erupted and I was like, "Yep, choked again." Well, way she goes, bub. Yep. What a chop. Newer winning the second that he missed that field goal. So I'm going to be honest, guys. This might be the first women's basketball game that I've watched in. I watched one a couple of years ago. I don't think I have watched a women's basketball game since 2013. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 10 years? <laughs> yeah. It's a decade. But I'm going to be tuned in tonight. It's at 8 o'clock. Yeah. You, so when does game day coverage start? Seven? Maybe? I don't know. Let's see. Who knows? When was the last time you watched a WNBA game? Uh, never. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the same as I am with women's basketball. So if it's on TV, just 
Got it pointing the back background. You're not doing yourself any favors right now with the Lady Vols fans back. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Lady Vols. You're talking about the WNBA as a whole. Yes, WNBA as a whole, yes. I don't think I've ever watched a WNBA game. I, I'll just call it like it is. I've never watched a WNBA game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just tough. I mean, there's no, no really hard way. You can't really dance around the, the WNBA topic. I mean, the NBA loses money by generating the WNBA. And the girls make more money overseas in the offseason than they do actually playing in the WNBA. So. Well, that's why they all do it. Exactly. And I never will forget this video I watched. I hope I don't know if it was staged or if it's legitimate, but this guy was going around L.A. And he said, okay, you've got two choices here. I can either give you a dollar or I can give you two tickets to a WNBA game. Nobody took the tickets. Or have you seen the uh, video where he asked, he's like, I'll give you like courtside seats for a WNBA game. You can name a player on the WNBA team. That as they're standing outside the arena, they have names of the WNBA players on the roster. Not a soul said the name. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on before we get canceled. <laughs> but, yeah, big game tonight. Uh yeah, like I said, Kelly Harper 0-3 against Geno. It would be nice to uh, get this win, but, you know, two years ago when they came here during the COVID year, Geno had beaten, I think, Villanova, some crappy yeah. Big East opponent, to pass Pat all time. And he was hoping that Villanova, because they had had some COVID cases, he was hoping that they would cancel the game so he could beat Tennessee and pass Pat in Thompson Bowling Arena. Does anyone know if Jordan Horson's playing tonight? Last time Probably. I checked, it was like, they hadn't practiced yet, so nobody knew. I think she is. That would be pretty big. That's a go back. I did watch a game with you all in here a few weeks ago. We had it on in the background. Like Florida and someone else. Yeah. yeah. But in other basketball news, <clears throat> Tennessee dropping some new threads for this weekend against Texas. And these threads might be my favorite Tennessee basketball jerseys of all time. Saucy. They are very, very saucy. Do you make that your permanent home uniform? Nah. What if it had a cream color to it? Well, still no. No. I still I like ours the way they are. Ours yeah. already look kind of vintage. Are just normal jerseys, but these are like way throwback. And according to this, like looking at the statement, it looks like they're going to get one of these for every sport. So maybe we'll see a throwback for football. Be mm. nice, uh, Connor Tolloway era throwback. That would be nice. Another throwback I would like to see is during the 80s, the Reggie White years, when you had the loose jersey sleeves. We had the two white stripes on the sides. That would be cool to bring back. Or just give me the big numbers. Yeah. The statement says, alongside prior introductions of the smoky gray, dark mode, and summit legacy concepts, Tennessee Classic presents a fourth alternative uniform avenue for Tennessee athletic teams. Not just basketball. Interesting. Well, it looks like we're going to get some fire immediately to start the show. And straight to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. TR is first. What do you say, TR? All right. How's it going? Living the dream. The Campbell County Comet. No, the Campbell County Cougar. Eh. I like Cougars. Not that kind of Cougar, though. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah, man, uh, 
That's good. That's good info, man, about the new uniform that I guess is going to be. I know the cream, a cream kind of old school. Yeah, it's going to be like an off white, I think, and it's like the nineteen thirty six font, which I really like. I think it looks really good, and damn peach batch, peach basket era. <laughs> that's right with a soccer ball. Oh man, uh, yeah, man, uh. Yeah, it's a big game tonight, yeah, and another one turn around, you know, after tonight, 48 hours later, Texas will get the rematch, you know, after that stinker last year in uh, Austin. I mean, I don't know, but I, we still had a chance to win that game, but it was, uh, I don't know, somebody put the lid on the basket or something that night, but... We are down eight with, like, what, a minute and a half, two minutes to go, and then all of a sudden we started getting a rhythm. It was way too late. It just seemed like we had a chance to win the game, and we just didn't fall through. Was that the game did. where Josiah Jordan-James yep. – Yeah, wide open from three. Yep. Buzzer. Okay, buddy. Uh, I haven't watched any Lady Balls game this year. It's kind of – I usually would have a couple under my belt by January or – maybe three or four at the most. Uh, but this year I haven't – maybe I caught just a, a portion of a game, but I haven't really watched – I keep up with them as far as how the game, uh, season is progressing. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, we seems like we fi- found our identity while they've been uh, coming out of our locker room, Kelly Jolly Harper. Uh, yeah, we found our identity, but uh, yeah, this will be a good uh, litmus test tonight. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not much bigger of a test than what we got tonight. And, you know, it's not like you're playing against one of the two teams. It's absolutely going to run you out of the gym. I mean, there is a chance you can go in and win tonight. UConn is a nine-point favorite in this game. But, you know, like you said, this is a chance to go out, do what you can do. And like you said, TR, you know, from what little bit I've saw as well, it seems like they are finally starting to gel, you know, getting some of those early season losses off your back. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll watch this game tonight and be more interested in it than I am watching a Rick Barnes team. I might just become a full-blown Lady Vols fan. I don't know, man. I, 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 I remember back in the 80s when I really got, well, yeah, late 70s, early 80s, uh, the women's game, we used to use uh, – a regular size basketball, man. If y'all didn't know that, they didn't have the smaller version. It came come into I don't know when it came, early nineties or something. I come under under the radar on me. I didn't even know it. To I me, mean, yeah, they switched to a smaller ball. I'm going, man. I don't know, man. That's it's keeping the keeping the game, in my opinion, man. Because them gals in the eighties was using the real. I mean, even the seventies. They're using a, a regulation basketball. Bridget Gordon and them. And I remember being a game at Stokely on a Sunday afternoon and Georgia come in here with Teresa Edwards like she's like a four time Olympian at least, maybe five at time. I don't know. But uh yeah, there were some big girls getting up and down the court and even Pat Summit I I was told when she was a student over here or like uh just got the gig. She just got the gig in like 74, a rookie coach. She would go to Stokely 
and play pickup games uh, with the dudes. I mean, she's in there mixing it up, and then she parlayed that in. She made the 76 Olympic team, but I, I believe she had a – she was coming off a ACL, which uh, – which a bigger deal back in the day. It was a bigger, bigger deal. You right. couldn't come back from that ACL. But she didn't. I don't. I remember watching. The, we won the silver against Russia. We got beat in a gold medal game in Montreal in '76. But Pat was our active head coach. Pat Head was our coach, and she was active player. Even though she was, all, she didn't get many minutes coming off the bench. Against uh, in that Olympic uh, that year, I don't believe she probably got a few minutes, but I believe, like I say, she was rehabbing that knee, and maybe she wasn't on the top of her game at the moment. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, difference in the basketballs that are used because growing up, when you're playing AAU ball up to a certain point, you're using the women's basketball. You're using the 28 and a half. Seventh grade. Yes, up until seventh grade, you're using the 28 and a half. But when you're playing school ball. You're using a regulation size basketball. You're using the 29 and a half. And going from that, I mean, it messed up my shot something awful. Going from using the regulation size ball, pick up a women's ball, and go to shoot my first three, and I overshoot the entire basket. Right. I don't know. I don't know why the women, whoever rules committee has that. I don't know. It's, it's been, it's been there, and it's, it's been, in the game for thirty some years now, I believe, right at maybe thirty years. I don't know, but I, I'm old school. I appreciate the women that the Trailblazers that that really battled it out with a regulation basketball. No offense to current players because it ain't their fault, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I bet. Uh, I bet Martin's fired up. I believe I believe he I believe he's more of a lady balls basketball than he is uh the balls. I mean, I, I that's my opinion. No offense to Martin that he, he sorta of maybe comments on the lady balls more than he would be the balls, even though we have had a stellar basketball since uh Ray Mears got hired and I believe uh 62, spring of 62, I don't know. I believe it was uh, right after General Neyland. General Neyland passed away in March of 62, and I believe Bowden White, somebody tipped him off about Mears up at Wittenberg. They won some na- uh, national championship Division Two, and uh, we got Mears on board. And, yeah, man, it, we was like, yeah, right there, toe-to-toe, Face to face with Kentucky, right out of the right out of the gate with uh, Danny Schultz and uh, the late great A. W. Davis. I mean, we've lost a lot of them guys from the '60s. I grew up uh, pulling for, but uh, yeah, man, uh, the Lady Vols. Uh, you know, I, I, much as I, I respect them, the the Vols basketball is king over the Lady Vols, Martin. If you're listening, I know.
And I think we lost TR. TR, we're sorry. We'll catch you tomorrow, brother. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Fan Run Radio, overtime continues. Davis is calculating what we did last night. We were close on a couple. Very close on a couple. Grayson Allen, certified bum. <laughs> Pirtle's also a certified bum. Yep. What, did y'all take his rebounds? Yep. He had eight. And his, it was over nine and a half is what we bet. Bum. You bet D'Angelo Russell nineteen over nineteen and a half points. D'Angelo Russell ends with nineteen. Bum. Paulo Banchero twenty plus points. He had twenty three. Hey. Dame over seven and a half assists. He had eight. Brooke Lopez over half half an assist. He had two. Hey. <laughs> nice. So we want what three and two. Three and two. Clay Thompson over twenty one and a half points. Already hit. Already know. Hurdle over nine and a half rebounds, did not hit because he had eight over the nine and a half total. Giannis over four and a half assists. He had Yeah, he, he had four. He had four, of course he did. Why wouldn't he? Ingram under points hit. Pool over two and a half threes did not hit because he went two of six, but he did make the game winning layup because Zaire Williams is the worst player in the NBA and deserves to be relegated to China. Now <laughs> Oh my god. Not having it. All righty. So, I guess, who gets first pick? Let's go. You got it, man. Yeah. All right. So, we get first pick. What are we going to do tonight, Bryson? I'm going to let you have the first one tonight. Oh, hold on a second. As we get our our lovely apps pulled up. If you or somebody know has a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. It is No Sweat Thursday, by the way. All right, I got my first pick. What we got? Darius Garland, over eight and a half assists. Okay. He's averaging 8.6 over his last 10 games. Whatever Tatum's point total is going over. Tatum's point total for tonight is 30 and a half. Sure. (laughs) All right. You take that. I'm going to take Jalen Brunson under 22 and a half points. What's uh what's Luca's props tonight? Let's go down here to it. Da 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 da. Luca's points thirty four and a half. Rebounds ten and a half. Assists eight and a half. The assist. You go over or under. Over. He's playing the Suns. He owns the Suns. Oh uh, yeah. Go over on that. Yeah. It's an easy one. Yeah. I was gonna go over on points too. Alrighty. It's up to Bryson. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Zubak over 10.5 rebounds. It's a pretty solid pick. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Um What'd you say, uh actually what's um Mitchell's not back yet. What's yeah, what's uh Evan Mobley's rebound total tonight? Let's find out. Hmm. I'm gonna get a seven and a half. Over seven and a half? No, I'm saying I I'm predicting the line. Where's it at? Where's my data? My app just crashed. You know I make it. Oh yeah, you got it. Evan Mobley rebound total. I don't, I don't have anything. Had to restart my app. Hold on. Yeah, we'll just we can just go with seven and a half. <laughs> All right, you can take that. I'm not gonna be mad about that. All right, my pick, I guess. Yes. All right, let's uh. Let's take a trip to Boston, and we're going to go Julius Randle under 11.5 rebounds. What's uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich's three-point totals tonight? Let's go down here. Wrong Bogdanovich. Oh, man. This is a lot easier when we were just doing the 20-plus. Yeah, I kind of want to go back. This is retarded. (laughs) Okay. Yep, we're going back to it. All right. Who's going to score 20-plus tonight? Cancel out every pick that we just made. Uh, Some of those were good, but eh, cancel it out. Yep. All right. We have first pick. Bryson, first. DeMar DeRozan. Bang. You know know where to go with this pick. Jason Tatum, 20-plus. Bang. Luka Doncic. 20 plus. Um, Bang. <laughs> um, is Kawhi playing tonight? Shingun. Nah, I'm not going Shingun, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, give me Kawhi 20 plus. Terry Rozier. Even though he failed me last time. He failed you back. Gotta have faith yeah. in your guys, man. I don't, though. All right. Um, we're going to go Jalen Brown playing tonight. Let me see. Should be. Yes, 20-plus for Jalen Brown. You're going Jalen Brown? Give me Julius Randle. Give me Kyrie Irving, 20-plus. I'll go R.J. Barrett. Can't go left. Just let him pick, man. Um, Last one for us, we're going to go... Hmm. Should I do Shingoon or Darius Garland? Pick your pick your poison, man. I'm just gonna go Darius Garland twenty plus. He'll probably have nineteen, and Shingoon will probably have twenty one. Well, Shingoon's not scoring against Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, so. Yep. Well, that's the way she goes, boys. I miss being on that heater we were on. That was a really good one there for a minute. We're back. Yeah. 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 Wingo twenty seven of thirty. Combined, yeah. that's really good. I think I just think like the old like the individual stats they're just so hard to pick. You just yeah. don't know who's so gonna... broad. Yeah, and also like well, it's easier to make a parlay like who's going to score twenty plus yeah. instead of having somebody go through and pick like which stat line from each game because then it can get kind of confusing from there. That's why when you go to the FanDuel app and you hit parlay builder twenty plus points, it shows you every game and every player that you can pick from, and it's like okay, cool, just do it all right here. Boom. Parlay done. 
And it also makes sense why FanDuel is still reeling suckers like us back in because you have one and a half assists. You be no, there's no way you go under that, right? No, of course you go under that. Grayson Allen, you damn bum. Nineteen and a half points. Nineteen. And you're like, oh, I'm so close. Jokic, triple double, nine, nine points, nine, nine, nine rebounds, nine. nine assists. Call him Herman Kane. Nine nine nine. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Jordan Paul, you thought he would get three threes? No, of course he has two. Two for six. Yep. Yeah, let's not talk about that game. Hey, my same game parlay hit last night. Okay, what's your parlay, man? Ja, 20-plus. Steph, 20-plus. Desmond Bain, 20-plus. And Ja, 4-plus assist. Dylan Brooks cost you the game. Yep. Put that in any parlay you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and the thing with Dylan Brooks is he's one of these guys he thinks he's more valuable than what he is. Got a hot. He's his ego is massive. It's beyond ridiculous, is what it is. People talk about his defense, but his offense is so putrid that it just cancels out any kind of defense you want to bring into the equation. I, I don't know about putrid. I don't, I don't, don't know about his defense anymore, man. Don't even. Yeah, you can't even bring up his defense anymore. A bunch of casuals just say, "Oh, he's defense. He he talks crap to Steph. He talks crap to Clay. Well, he doesn't back it up. He doesn't stop him. No, he's not going to. Let's get back to the phones. Philly is next. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Philly from the drunk tank. Exactly. (laughs) Drinking a few beers, getting ready for Holly Jolly, see if she she can beat Janine tonight. Well, I mean, (laughs) Janine, I like it. I like it. But Janine's finished himself, and we know it. I mean, that's the thing. He's he's been in the game for, what, over 25 years now? Well, I mean, he draws salary like he used to. People just stay in these jobs too long. That's just the way it is. You know. What? I mean, we're kind of experiencing it right now with a particular member of the staff. But, huh? You know, it is what it is, Phil. Just the way she goes sometimes. Well, you know, as bad as Janine is, they'll probably find a way to win tonight, though. I mean, Holly Jolly ain't showed me anything. Well, I mean, that's Could, the thing, Phil. Win at North Carolina State. I mean, the thing is, is. You know, there's never going to be another Pat Summit. We're all well aware of that. You know, just like there's probably never going to be another Nick Saban. But at the same time, you got to at least put a product on the floor that's going to be competitive year in and year out. And with the way Holly Warlick kind of just let it get out of hand there, that kind of put Kelly Jolly Harper behind the eight ball when she got here. But at the well, same time, you got to be able to fix that and get around it and bring talent in. Holly has a better had a better. Uh... I mean, winning percentage than Kelly does. Yeah, but she also let it get out of hand towards the end. Yeah, well, so is she. Well, how do y'all like uh, W's uh, theory of Kara uh, Lawson be the next coach at Tennessee? When's y'all the last time that Russell ever watched a women's basketball game? Well, he said he's going to watch tonight. Kara Lawson's smart. I would have taken her over. Kelly. Or she's never been a head coach before, has she? No, but not until Duke. Duke. Duke took a chance and it's paying off. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's funny though. The the men are better now than when the women's basketball was good. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? That is very weird. That is very, very weird because for the longest time, and especially growing up, it was always you know the women are better than the men. That's just how it's going to be. You know, and, and look at South Carolina. You got the 
their women's program is, is real good, but their football and basketball are mediocre. Oh, their basketball team's a train wreck right now. Or probably the worst in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, they're awful. They're terrible. So, just kind of puts a nutshell, don't I mean, that's just the way she goes, Phil. This the next 10 games. What do you think Tennessee's going to do in basketball? Uh, probably. Eight and two? Uh, uh, I'll go seven and three. Yeah. Seven and three? Yeah. I'll take that. That's pretty. I mean, we're not playing. We don't have an easy game the rest of the year. We really don't. Maybe Vandy, Missouri, maybe. Uh, Missouri's not maybe. awful. Missouri's not as good as they were in the beginning, but. They're not They're not a bad at basketball least, team. At least we got Missouri here, and yeah. you got Buck Pearl here and down at the Buck Pearl Palace. And Alabama's here. You got to go to Vandy. Mm-hmm. And you got to go to Kentucky, which is probably going to be a sure loss. Yeah, that's the thing. And there's nothing worse than getting swept by Kentucky. Uh, that's one thing that will send me over the edge. If we get them in the tournament, it makes up for it. Yeah, my main thing is just getting swept by Kentucky. That's unacceptable. Well, no excuse for it. It looks to me like it's what's going to happen, though. Kentucky's going to sweep Tennessee this year. Don't you think so? Uh, Phil, I can't wait for your call the day after it happens. We're going to go to the corrupt arena and win? No. When's the last time we beat uh, Kentucky at Rupp at a 1 o'clock Saturday game? Last year was 1 o'clock Saturday. We get by, beat by like 30 points up there last year. The last time we went up there, period, I think was uh, COVID year. Or... Well, we went up there last year and got demolished. Yeah, so I guess the last time we beat them up there would have been 2020 before the season got canceled. I heard at the drunk tank a few minutes ago that uh, they're going to honor uh, a couple of uh, Final Four teams up there in Kentucky uh, when Tennessee comes in. So you think Tennessee's going to win with all that crap going on? Because last year, remember Joe B. Hall died and they honored him, and we got annihilated. Remember that? Yep. And the reason they're probably going to honor the final four teams is because we haven't even sniffed one. Like we Sniffed it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is we haven't even sniffed one since uh, yeah. Bruce Pearl's second to last year here when we should have went. But Scotty Hobson couldn't make his free throws. Oh, God, wasn't that awful? That was probably one of the more heartbreaking losses as a basketball fan field that I've ever experienced. Well, old Buck Pearl, and then we got rid of him for nothing. You know, much legal now. Yep, and the other thing is we had, we probably had a chance to go get him. Hmm. I think we had a chance to go get him, and we were a day late and a dollar short. You mean whenever Conzo left? Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah, make a good point there. Well, he 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 has you know he didn't they didn't like him because he was around alumni. You know what I mean? Like the female types. You know? What? Oh yeah, we're we're well aware of that. <laughs> I mean, Bruce was Bruce, but at the same time, Phil, you know, if you win ball games, you can win a lot of sport just by doing that. I don't care what they do in the private life. I, I don't I don't win, don't you? That's what I want, Phil. And that's like you have a lot of. Athletic directors and a lot of alumni at certain schools are like, oh, well, they're not good in the press conference. Well, they're not good, yeah. you know, doing this. You know, they win, but they're not good doing this. Phil, I don't give a damn if somebody's good in their press conference. I don't give a damn what somebody does in their personal life. If they can win ball games, that's all I care about. I'll say one thing. I called the morning show, got on two minutes, called Jake Snake, get on less than a minute. Three o'clock, same old crap. 
wait about 25 minutes to get on. What kind of what kind of uh, fan friendly radio is that? Well, that's why you called into the real shows, Phil. You called in here. We're going to get you on. You call into three and out. Tom Brady fan Nate and Houston are going to get you on. You call yeah. in at three o'clock. You're going to be waiting about 30, 45 minutes. Well, all I want to do is talk about wrestling and stuff, man. It's basketball season. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, they were talking about wrestling as in WWE. They had that guy. AEW. I, yeah. I turned it off and they started talking about wrestling. Nope, they had that so guy from the NWA, I think. Yeah, like the later or something. Yeah, I think he was like the, what, I, I don't even know. I saw it on Twitter I don't know why, but. Yeah, I think his name was Billy. Huh. Phil, if I told you I did professional wrestling lessons when I was a little bit younger, would you believe me? No, I wouldn't, but. I can see uh, you might do something like that, just the way you act. You know what I mean? I never met you, but uh, well, we got to get together and drink a beer. And bring, bring, bring your Aussie with you, too. I mean, good Lord, this is, we got to have to drink some beer, you know? The Aussies like to drink beer. I can bring the Aussie. I bet he can put it down, too, he can. Oh, he can. <laughs> <laughs> He's got All no right, issues guys, doing I'll, that. I'll call you all tomorrow night. See you. Appreciate the phone call, Phil. Yeah, my Australian producer. Yep. From down under. From down under. Ding, 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 ding. Yep, got the boomerang at home. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Radio overtime continues. You guys are still not over the Memphis game last night, are you? Can we move on, man? Next subject. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's ruined the whole vibe in here. It is. They've ruined my whole day, the whole night. It's up till 3 a.m. just staring at the ceiling. Well, and then. Damn near had an aneurysm last night watching that game. Well, someone put out a tweet and I saw that you responded to it. Yep. Saying. Who should be traded and who should you trade for? Yep. And your tweet was? So you want to get rid of – I can't say his name. Zaire. You want to get rid of Zaire, obviously, right? And, I mean, you could go get Jay Crowder. They want a first-round pick, a young player, and just a bench player. So you got Jake LaRavia, who's not stepped foot on the court this year. Zaire Williams and a first-round pick for Jay Crowder. And according to the analytics – I know we trash analytics, but it says clearly Grizzlies would improve by five wins. Suns would obviously – could go down by five wins. You can nitpick, whatever. And then I get absolutely trashed all day for that. You don't need a first-round pick. Like, do you even look at Twitter, man? Like, the Suns literally said that like 30 minutes before I tweeted that. But nah. Hey, man. Man, they said either a first-round pick, a young player, or a what? A, a, a role player. Yeah, a role and player. So I cleared all three. Yeah. And the team gets better by that. But hey, man, it's all right. We don't need to dwell on it. There's idiots on Twitter. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, we deal so, with that on the NBA front. We deal with it on the college basketball front. So I was like, I mean, it, it feels like you can tweet, you can tweet something that's 100% factually correct, and they'll still find a way to say, oh, you're stupid. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're a hater. You're yeah, you're, yeah, you're a hater if you criticize a team that you love. Like, if we criticize Tennessee basketball and Rick Barnes, we're considered haters. Oh, dude. We're Barnes bashers. You have any idea what's been said to me? We're Barnes bashers. In the past week. Because we want to see the team succeed and do well. And we're pointing out their weaknesses, but no, we're haters. Yeah, we're haters because, you know, we want to see the team win, but you can't win all of them. So. And if we – like, I mean, the whole theme right now, I think the reason why there's not been as much traction and excitement as there was in the Grand Admiral years because you get excited. You get all excited, all hyped up, 
And then at the time when it's the most hype ever, you absolutely fall straight on your face every year. Mm-hmm. So you're getting excited for what? Just to be let down again in March? I mean, that's that's the vibe around the whole fan base and city, I would say. Well, and the whole analytics argument we had earlier in the week, you know, going back to it, everyone for the most part was agreeing with us, but you had a few stragglers and someone that called me a fan run idiot on Twitter. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Vocal nice. minority. <laughs> but you know, people forget that this year of college basketball, it's so down. Like, we talked about this the other day. College basketball is not on the level that it was even last year. So Auburn got blown out last night at home. By Texas A&M. And Alabama's lost to Mississippi State, who's lost seven of their last eight. The league is wide open. Mm-hmm. The whole landscape is wide open. This is your time to strike now. So let me ask you this. Who's the best conference in college basketball right now? Big 12. Maybe yeah, the Big East. Probably the Big 12 because of just the sheer amount of teams they have that are in the top 25. Big 12, Big East is a good one also. I have yeah. been loving some Big East basketball this yeah. year. They're I the mean, most entertaining. Xavier and yeah. UConn was a good game. I mean, Oh, the ending was great. I lost my bet, but, I mean, that was a fantastic game. Like the other night, like Kansas, that's looking like a worse and worse win by the day, by the way. But oh, it's, Kansas and Baylor, I mean, they're literally just going ahead. It's like a war every single game. I was watching that game the other night. I mean, it's – like every game almost is a top twenty-five matchup from the Big Twelve. I think Kansas Kansas State was a what a one-point game that went into overtime. Let me look. Let's see how much. Uh, what was the first? Yeah, Big Twelve. Let's see how many uh, ranked teams the Big Twelve has. I know they have Kansas one, TCU, two, three, Kansas State, four. Iowa State. You know what we've yeah. not mentioned in this conversation? The yeah, ACC. Nah, it's trash. And it's, I mean, it's just a bunch of mediocre teams. Big, and that used to be the premier conference for Big, college basketball. Big Twelve has six teams ranked all inside the top twenty. And then you go to the Big East. They have UConn, Xavier. They have four. They have four teams ranked, but um, Seton Hall and Creighton are not ranked. Creighton started out the year what top five? Weren't yeah. they? they? They were one of the best teams, or yeah. supposed Projected. to be one of the best teams coming yeah. in. And you know they were going head to head with who was it at the Maui tournament? Was it Arizona? I think it may have yeah, been. Yeah, it was, yeah. Mm. Arizona in the, champion, yes. yeah. the championship. Yeah. That was a really good game. Yeah, because they beat Arkansas to get to the championship. But like, UConn, we watched them on TV last night. They're a good team, and they're 5-6, and six, and they're – Conference. They're seventh in the conference. Yeah. So, and they're the number 19 team in the country. See, I used to love watching Seton Hall play ball. They got uh, Rashid Holloway. Yeah. St. Peter's coach. Yeah, they're not. Probably half the roster with them, but – Yeah, it is what it is, though. Uh, good old Doug Edder at Bryant. Yep. Let's go back to the phones. This guy knows some basketball. Matthew is next. What do you say, Matthew? Hey, buddy. How we doing? Um, Jake, I'm going to do do you a solid this year. I'm going to turn you into a Grizzlies fan and actually get you into the NBA playoffs this spring. Okay. So, for context for the other viewers listening, I'm – Friends with Jake from Murfreesboro, went to Tennessee, but I lived in Memphis for a couple of years, so uh, I've always followed the Grizzlies. And I- I'm not going to give. I understand the analytics to your to your comment earlier. It would be us five wins, but I'm actually going to give you a more better hypothetical here. Okay. I actually am aboard offloading Zaire Williams and also offloading Jake Levine. Laravia. I have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Laravia Levine. Whatever. Same, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I would do with those two, I would package them and actually go go older. So I, I like where your head is, but I'm actually going to say a name that used to be very popular. I'm going to go Gordon Hayward. 
What are your thoughts on that? I don't hate it. I, we need vets on this team desperately. I mean, you can go any – I just throw out Jay Crowder because, you know, he had great chemistry with us two years ago. But you can go multiple different ways. I mean, the Jazz are looking to package uh, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, especially with Steven Adams right out right now, Jared Vanderbilt gives you an anchor on defense. He can help you out. Malik Beasley is a shooter, Which someone that can create his own needed. shot. I mean, we could add Jordan Clarkson. Bogdanovich is still on the market. I mean, you can go a million different ways. Uh, Cam Reddish is still available for a bag of chips. So, <laughs> I mean, there's any way you could go right now. I'll be I'll be really interested. I don't think we're going to make a trade. I don't think even with the Stephen Adams injury, I don't think we're going to make a move. I just that seems it's, like they like this young core for some it's, reason. It's they stupid, love. man. It's so stupid. Would you agree that the worst thing we did was let Kyle Anderson and Anthony Melton leave for nothing? For nothing. Yeah. I, I completely concur with you guys, and that's why I, I, I that's why I, I wasn't excited about Lavier or whatever his name. Well, I, I didn't Lamidia, yeah. with <laughs> Lamidia. Lamidia? Yeah. Yep. Is that a Laravia Lamidia? Because he's mid as hell. Yep. It sounds like you said something else. <laughs> I want this. The reason I called in is I want the state to buy in to the Memphis Grizzlies, but because of what. Because of where the city sits at, it's almost forgotten. It, it truly is. Yeah. It's a way of, and I honestly, I put the blame on Penny Hardaway in a way because when Coach Barnes and them had their three game series, two games actually, there was so much bad blood in the water that it all, all of a sudden turned into Memphis versus everybody. And I hated that because actually, as a Vol fan, I would cheer for the Tigers and for the Grizzlies. When they weren't playing Tennessee, when they weren't, you know, playing, you know, LeBron James. Now it's like I truly want Memphis to do nothing as far as the Tigers go. It's like there's no point because of Penny Hardaway and the terrible person that he is. I, I, I just he's a horrible coach. And if you look at the resume, he never should have gotten that job in the first place. Mm-hmm. He was a household name that everybody knew in the city of Memphis that played for the University of Memphis, and they went for the splash hire. And there's a reason that they've turned over so many assistants that can't work with Penny. Um, so I don't know why I got off here going from the Grizzlies to the Tigers. but uh, Well, and you made man, a good I, point I, there, too, like trying to get everybody in Tennessee as a state to buy into the Grizzlies. And the same argument can be made like if Tennessee were to ever get a baseball team. And we had this same argument because where I'm from, Matthew, of course, my hometown is about 35 minutes north of Knoxville. And with baseball, it was even weird because you were equal distance to Cincinnati as you are Atlanta. And then when you bring football into the mix, you're equal distance to Cincinnati as you are to Nashville, as you are to Atlanta, and as you are to Charlotte. So you're in this little diamond right here as to which team you choose for. So it's like, who do I choose? And you bring the NBA into it. Well, Memphis is on the other side of the state. It would be easier for somebody from Knoxville to drive down to Atlanta and cheer for the Hawks or drive over to Charlotte and cheer for the Hornets. I also think a big part of that, I get the whole Penny Hardaway thing. I, yeah. I hated Memphis. I've always hated my Memphis, Memphis my entire life. That's how I was raised. You don't go to Tiger High. You don't like them. But also a big thing about the Grizzlies is, you know, they used to be the good, fun, exciting team to watch. Now that they've gotten good and they've gotten real, real cocky, with all their comments, we're fine. The West, Josh tries to act like a gangster. You know, people don't appreciate that, man. It's just you got to well, back the up the talk. Brooks, the Dylan Brooks beef is what really is. I mean, the problem with 
the Grizzlies are, they, like you said, they have a certain swagger to them, but swagger doesn't win you championships. Nope. That only gets nope. you so far on media. Yep. So I, I know you guys got to wrap up the break and take a break here, but I, I called in just to say, you know, I want this spring playoff run that Memphis makes. I want the city, the state. I'm going to probably, you know, Nate, Houston, Adam, if you're listening, you're going to hate me because I'm going to want to talk about it. Um, and that's just my thing. I love college basketball, I love NBA basketball. I am a basketball guy. That is what I like. But it feels like in the state, even, uh, that's not the sport that everybody wants to talk about. Respectfully, it's a football state, and it should always stay that way. But shout out to Tony Vitello. The college baseball landscape has shaped that entire state. More people want to talk about college baseball they do college basketball. And we got a big game this weekend versus Texas. I'm looking forward to it. Tyrese Hunter is their starting point guard that we tried to get. I hope we lock him down with the Kai Ziegler. I hope we win big. Uh, it's a great, you know, anarchy of college basketball. I teased this in a group text. But what's remarkable is Tennessee is 0-2 in the Pac-12 versus uh, Arizona and Colorado. If you knock off Texas to, on Saturday, you just took out the two preseason favorites. And is that – is that just anarchy of college basketball? I don't know what that is, but I do think you're going to have some fun Saturday madness. And I think at the end of the day, we just got to keep playing. I know we've beaten out on some bottom feeders, but I think this team, as much of people say, it's not it's not a fun team. It's not Grant Admiral. No, it's not Grant Admiral's team. It's a team that is so balanced across the board that any night Julian Phillips might go get 15 and 10. Any night Santiago Scobie might get 12 and 10. It's so versatile that it would not surprise me on Saturday if, heaven forbid, Uros Plodjevic has another 18-point game like he did versus Kentucky. It's just so versatile. I think you. I think we're just going to. I think we're. I think we're peaking, and you're going to see this team progress, and you're going to see a lot of fun runs here come soon. But hey, Jake, enjoy the show. You guys are always great. Love y'all, and as always, go balls. Appreciate the phone call, Matthew. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio on the way.